Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Let the sun never blind your eyes. Let me sleep so my teeth won't grind. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, Lane Stanley, rest in peace. Yeah, right. Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 426, I believe it is. 426. Live to tape. We're actually streaming on the ramp, but I didn't tell anybody, so I'm sure I'm sure somebody will pick it up, but... Anyway, um, I'm Phil. I'm Jay as I take a sip. As, as Jay takes a sip of his cola. Um, yeah, man. A little early this week. It's just got a... Life is in the way this week. Yeah, I uh, literally... I heard through the grapevine that you were home. So I was like, oh, I got to I was like, I gotta call Phil. Thank you to everybody who reached out to me. I know I, I put a lot on social media and I really don't care. but Because um, I'm not really... I'm, not, I'm pretty transparent. You guys all know that. My dad passed away 20 years ago today. Um... And it basically changed my life, you know. I had just gotten really, really, really close to him as a young adult right after high school. And then, like, for those between, like, 93, 94 to, like, you know, 98, 99, we got really close. Uh Like, those five, six years were, like, amazing. And then he got sick in 97. Um, 2000... He got really sick, and then obviously he passed away um, today, 20 years ago. I, you know, the one thing we didn't get, two things we didn't agree with, not disagree, we didn't, like, he didn't get, he didn't know, he didn't didn't like wrestling. (laughs) Uh, You still watch that? He called me up, what are you doing tonight? And my dad's one of those old-timey gangsters, didn't like talking on the phone very much. So he'd call me, very brief conversations, because he thinks the phones are tapped. He still thinks he was a criminal. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm get ready for pay per view. I was like, pay per view? What do you get? A boxing fight? I'm like, nah, I'm watching wrestling. He's like, you still watch that shit? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 I do. Um, and he was a Yankee fan. I was a Mets fan. He didn't yeah. dislike the, the, the Mets, though. Like, I disliked the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fan thing, though. But, matter of fact, he at one point of his life, he was at more Mets games than Yankee games. There you go. Because his girlfriend at the time was working for Wall Street. And they would do these coke binges and go to Shea Stadium. They had box seats, <laughs> so it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so I uh, took a mental health day. Uh, been having a hard time at work, and I'm in between therapy sessions. So I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking. I have the time. I used it. Yeah. Uh, it was suggested to me that I t- 
take it, take some time. So I did. That's that's good when like usually like you said like a supervisor comes up to you and goes, "Hey, by the way, uh, you look like shit." You yeah. know, you know, and I'm like, you know, he if he if he can't approach me, then he knows I'm upset about something. I was gonna say, right? yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that's the mark of a true friend, you know. If you think about it, like you always, you I like. Like my group of friends is like good with that. Like you know, we can we can like shit on each other in the sense of like, yo, asshole, what are you doing? Like you know, are you are you thinking clearly about this or whatever the case may be? You always want somebody to point out when, you know, when something's wrong or what have you. You know, so at least you, at least you you had that wake up call. And like you said, mental health days always good. I mean, I feel like I I don't keep many friends anymore. Like I have a lot of acquaintances. Um. Case in point, Elaine was in the hospital this, oh, past, shit. this past weekend. And no one really knew. Yeah, I'm putting it out there now, so I hope he's not mad at me. <laughs> but Elaine is a very bad asthmatic. He had he had passed out Whoa. with an asthma attack. Never happened to him before. Whoa. It looked like a seizure, um, but you know Rob Rob and his roommate caught him in time. They got him to a hospital. He wow. banged his face up pretty good. Bloodshot Whoa. eyes. And Rob was down a block from Bellevue. <laughs> instead of going to nine one one, instead of going, instead of going to with nine one going to uh, NYU, he went to Bellevue. He, he doesn't know anything about city hospitals. Yeah, yeah. So that was a fucking shocker for them. So I had a, you know, so I've been, I was talking Rob through it, and then I actually went up there on Sunday to see him. Oh, cool. Right, because um, like I said, I don't have many friends anymore. I keep, you know, there's only a few people in my life I keep close to me. You know, you and Chops and and Rob Aline. Like Will, of course, mm-hmm. my best friend for twenty years. I keep you guys close because I don't. Like I said, I when you when you get older, you know who your friends are. Yeah, like you know who your true friends are. You know, I can call you in the middle of the night and I know where you're gonna be for me. You know, and yeah. that kind of thing. And I, and that's why I I can't keep acquaintances close to me anymore like that. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, um, Elaine's doing much better. I'm glad. So when he hears this, it'll probably be tomorrow or Saturday. So he's resting. Yeah, we love you, and uh, I'm glad. Yeah, like I said, this was this this audible was uh, due to me. At, you know, tomorrow just there was no time in the in the day, and like you said, these are you know these are good problems to have. Don't get yeah. me, I'm not nowhere near complaining, but right, you know, um, you can um, you know, there's there's not enough time. There's not enough hours in the day sometimes. So I said, that, so once I found out he was home, I was like, oh, yo, any way you could do it tonight? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Steph called me up. Steph, I, I, Stephanie likes to cook, and it's only her and her and Ella. So it's like, she's like, oh, I took a poke, I took a pork loin out. Are you coming for dinner? I'm like, I totally forgot. I'm like, you know what? And I was supposed to put light bulbs in. She's like five foot. Yeah. So I had to put light bulbs in her in a bedroom and shit like that. So, you know, um, so now I'm getting a honey-do list because now she's swapping out, like, Clothing and stuff like that So I'm doing that tomorrow Yeah So I'm like alright She goes well you know, If if you feel up to it Because I was Honestly dude I'm like I don't take this very well yeah, You know yeah, and it's, yeah. it's You lose a parent My dad died at 45 years old And you lose a parent And it's like The worst feeling in the world Because He was like my best friend You know what I'm saying We weren't even like My dad never raised his voice to me He never He never yelled at me He never He never lectured me Like he lectured me like in- Inadvertently you know Yeah And um I have so many stories. There's one one story I'll tell, and then we'll get into the the week, and then we'll get into the throwback. Um, I was an honor student in high school, <laughs> and I fucked up the last two years. Uh-huh. I started drinking. I started getting into more girls. I started playing music. I was in a band. I was in two bands at one point, 
and I slacked. So I wound up grad. I wound up my senior year needing one class to graduate after being a fucking honor student the first two years, right? Uh-huh. So I got my GPA up, though. I was like a B pl- B plus, A minus, which was not bad, but now I have to go to fucking summer school for one class. Yeah. Which... But my high school still gave me the cap and gown with an empty diploma case, which I didn't go to the graduation because I wasn't, I wasn't going to go with an empty diploma case. Yeah. Right? And, they st- and not only that, they gave me, uh, what do you call it? They gave me my yearbook. Which was like a fucking, which was like a textbook because I had like 500 graduating students in my class. We had 4,800 kids in our school, so I was all excited. I wanted my dad to sign my yearbook because my dad is my dad. Even though he's a lifelong criminal and junkie, my dad was also college educated and he was a fucking smart dude, uh-huh. master carpenter. You know, he was a he was amazing with numbers and math, and he was a history buff and loved football and baseball, right? And thought Patrick Ewing was the ugliest person on the planet. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I I go to his apartment where he's staying, right? And it's an it's a it's on a Saturday. I'm like, yo, I'm coming over. I need you to do me a favor. He's like, oh yeah, come on over. And he was all like hype. I'm like, oh crap. Either he's high, cause, and now he does heroin, but sometimes he does him and his girlfriend do coke. Yeah. I'm thinking he's either he's on coke or he's really really fucking happy to see me because he. I couldn't tell because he was sometimes he was really happy to see me, you know. I get there, and him and his girlfriend and, and one of his best friends who owns a deli down the block from where he lived, my boy Tony. There's mounds of cocaine on this giant dining room table, like like Scarface, right? Around the cocaine is a full. I'm jam. I'm not even exaggerating. It was a full scale model of a sailboat. Took up the entire fucking. Um, is actually the size of the table at your parents' house that you had that we had the, the fucking the, the party with. Yeah. That, that giant, those giant tables. Uh-huh. That's how big the fucking the dining room table was, right? Holy shit! So, oh, so there's there's coke everywhere. They're fucking doing this boat. I don't know why. They just cocaine and mo- and boat modeling, right? I, I'm I'm and at this point I'm like, okay, dad, I'll come back. I wasn't even like I was almost mad. I'm like, yo, pop, I'll come back though. He's like, no, no, no. What do you need? What do you need? You need money? I'm like, no, I said, I just wanted you to sign my yearbook, but I'll mm-hmm. come back. It's obvious that you're having a good time right now, and, and, you're, and I didn't know you were into model boats. I would have fucking, you know, took you, to, took you to the local spot. He's like, no, 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 give me the book. I'm like, Dad, please, don't, don't. He's like, no, give me the book, give me the book, give me the book. So, and, and leave it here. I'm not going to do it right away. I have to put thought to it. I'm like, wow, Jesus Christ. I can't, I can totally fucking imagine what you're going to do, right? So he's bragging to his friend. I have, I have, I had a centerfold in there. They took a centerfold of me in black ah. and white. You know, so I wasn't. I guess I was popular, but not popular. You know, everybody knew who I was. Um, but I didn't hang out with the cool kids though. But that's weird. But the <laughs> cool, but the cool kids liked me anyway. I digress. So, uh, he he signed. I was working in a movie theater at the time. So on sixty first and First Avenue in City. So I did a work shift. I came back to see him two days later. He gives me the book, and he writes this two-page, elegant, like, memoir, <laughs> basically, huh. telling me how much he meant, I meant yeah. to him and how being a carpenter's greatest creation was me and, and you know, he's sorry for all he did and fucked up. He wasn't in my childhood. And then he, like, he wanted me to go to college. And I never went to college. I tried college for like two weeks. I didn't like it. Uh-huh. So I kind of felt like I disappointed him every time. But, you know, when I started my career, he was happy for me. But I knew he wanted me to go to school. He said, I don't want you to work hard. And I don't want up working hard anyway because that's what I want to do. And the blue-collar life was my was my life, you know. And I and I got that work ethic from him. 
Um, but he was so fucking awesome. So when I lost him, it, it blew my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad I'm doing this today. I keep my fucking head, you know, yeah. keep my head busy. It, it, you know, people's like, you know, it gets better with time. It, it really doesn't, man. It really doesn't, you know? Like, he's dead 20 years. My buddy Tank is dead six years. It's like, you know, these things don't go away, you know? Like, you lose people that are close to you, and it's mind-blowing, you know? Because yeah. you take advantage of them being there all the fucking time, you know? So, with that being said, so, Pop, this one's for you, um, and this one's for everybody who's having a hard time right now. Um, season's changing. The weather's changing. We're having a good time. We got some cool fucking shit for you coming up. And uh, it's fucking Jay's birthday next week. Yeah, next week. We're going to fucking celebrate his birthday. A little fucking birthday gimmick. I hope you picked a good throwback. <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be terrible. That is, yeah. Okay. It's, it's almost what I'm going to say. Like, it's going to be. It, but, like, tonight's throwback was so bad it was good. Yeah. But that makes sense. This, the, the, but what I'm going to be, it's going to be so bad, it's going to be horrible. It's going to make even Choppy, you know, fucking love it. Choppy messaged me before. He was uh, he was pissed off that he lost, like, a, a um, he was trying to buy something on eBay or something. Like, this fucking figure from the 80s. I'm like, I never even had that figure either. I <laughs> now I'm, like, talking about the fucking figures and what we wanted. But, yeah, no, that's, it's cringe. I like cringeworthy because it brings out the. I, I think it brings out the best in you. Oh yeah. When it t- when it comes to doing this shit, because it makes you work a little a little harder. It was if it's hard if it's a hard watch. I think I think I think you excel. Um, yeah. <laughs> because it's like this was fucking terrible, and you forced me to watch this for two and a half it. hours. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So it's 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 gonna be something like that. But uh, I didn't have that with this 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 week's throwback. I actually, it was it was it was. Refreshing. I I haven't watched. It almost got. I mean, I was watching it on my phone mostly, but it almost brought me back to watching it on VHS. Like that. It was a little grainy on on uh on the site we were watching it. Um, I don't know if it was on the network. I meant to check. I know they have a bunch of oddball shit. Well, the, this was right after their first pay per view, yeah, and it was leading up to another pay per view, which was hot, Heat Wave or Hardcore Heaven, Hardcore Heaven, maybe. right? So, but before even all, yeah, uh, yeah. So before we even get into today's pay per view, there was another pay per view this morning, which hence why Jay was in the in the group text. Yeah, um, I was trying to explain this to Steph that um, we're in a we have a group text on Facebook, the Messenger, right? Jay's not always on it, no. so ironically, Jay's on it. So that's why he caught that I was home today, yeah. which is awesome. So, um, well, I figured out how to do notifications, like where it doesn't ding. Keep you, yeah, okay. But I can I can see it. I forget what it's called. And Messenger's a, se- a separate app. Yeah. So you don't have to be on Facebook to have Messenger. Well, it's funny because I was like, oh shit, I can keep this as a group chat. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this, yeah, it's even better. I mean, we, sh- you know, and because like all group chats I have, I I silence them all. Because yeah, yeah, no, we we try to include you in in in, in just the wrestling stuff because yeah. I mean, Rob and I have our own chat. Yeah, Elaine, yeah, yeah. But I have like seventeen thousand chats on Messenger. Yeah. But that chat is like for us, for the crew. You know, yeah. it's like we. And I know you don't come out with us very often. And but uh, and you know, Rob was hitting up about the G one, G one finals were this morning. And yeah. After six years, my boy Baz, I don't know what happened. Maybe he didn't pay his bill or something, but. Baza gave me. Baza was giving me his password for New Japan Pro World for like the last fucking six years. Mm-hmm. So I go to now when Rob's like G one. Oh my god! And I didn't open up any. I didn't open up Facebook at all or anything. So I jumped up automatically. 
I was I'm I'm just I'm physically mentally drained at this point because I'm the last couple of days so I just wanted to sleep but now I'm like oh my god so I wound up ordering fucking New Japan World it's eight dollars a month you know eight dollars something a month whatever mm-hmm. so I ordered it and I watched it and now I told Rob spoiler alert by the way I told Rob that Abushi was making the finals right because he's like you know he's had to he has to redeem himself mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb was undefeated wow. And he he beat and Jeff Cobb got beat, he beat by yeah. Okada, right? Um, and then o- Okada gets in with one blemish, which was to Tamatanga. Ah, so Okada this sets up Okada and Ibushi. So I didn't know Okada was in it because I didn't. I haven't looked on the internet. I haven't followed the tournament. I was gonna wait this weekend and just binge it because I have some free time on Saturday. I have a lot of free time on Saturday, actually. Mm-hmm. So I was going to binge it. Well, that didn't happen. Because when Rob posted, oh, my God, without spoiling it, I just automatically knew that he was talking about fucking Okada and Ibushi, right? So um, the finals happened this morning. And I, I must tell you, I mean, if you want to watch it, I'll... I mean, but it's on the internet, too, if you, yeah. if you, don't, if you don't want if you don't want my password to New Japan World. Uh, I should, you should have it anyway, because it's fucking dope. Yeah, maybe um, But, um... A, so the match was great, and then Ibushi breaks his arm on a moonsault type of thing, and then it was like Whoa. he breaks his arm, and they they, they stopped the match. And Okada, 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 Okada wasn't supposed to win. If you look at his face, and Rob even said it too, look at his face. He wasn't supposed to win. Uh-huh. So anybody who doesn't know, the winner of the G One gets a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom which is the WrestleMania of New Japan, um, January 4th of next year, right? So, you know, with this, we know with the, there's a Halliburton and a briefcase and you get a trophy and fucking flowers and the whole gimmick and you get free Zima in, 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 in the press conference, right? So you, if you look at his face, dude, he was not supposed to win, hmm. okay? But Obushi cannot get out of his own way. This poor dude, pneumonia... Yeah, I was gonna fucking, say. he injured his knee, his arm, and he's hurt all the fuck. He rem- you know what Kodo Bushi is, and I, and I realize this? He's the Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> of pro wrestling. Yeah. He'll get into the Hall of Fame. He'll get the accolades like Griffey did, but it's going to take a little while because Griffey was hurt a while. And if Griffey wasn't hurt, he would have broke all the fucking records. He would have broke the home run record. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He wasn't on juice. He was the mo- probably one of the most pure hitters in baseball. And Kota is one of the most purest wrestlers on the planet at this point in his game, right? So now this sets up Shingo and Shingo and now Okada for the title, which I'm not mad at. O- I mean, I love Okada. Okada's one of my favorites. You know, next to next to Adam Cole, o- Okada's been my favorite wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers for the last yeah. couple of years. You know, you guys all know that. So I'm a big rainmaker guy, but Okada's been on a low. He's been losing matches. He's been he's has been in profile matches. He has been in profile title fights. He's been on the low. So now I tell Rob, does this now if if Bushi if Ibushi gets um if he's okay by Wrestle Kingdom, do you put him as a third on a three way, or do you give him a title? You give him the automatic rematch because like the Wrestle Kingdom was three days this year. Do you give him the rematch? You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. I, I was just gonna say like you, you kind of have to. I mean, th- th- this was a big, this was a 
big thing, I think, for especially for Okada, who's kind of, I don't want to say dormant. He wasn't dormant, but. He was b- kind of dormant, though. Yeah, like kinda, b- before yeah. the G1. This yeah. is like his like breakout. Yeah, he won like fucking four of these things or something like that, mm-hmm. right? So now he, has, now he goes, he wins. Very humble, though, like, you know, and was a con- legit concern for Ibushi. Um, so now he's in the back with chaos. They're all cracking Zemas, right? Tama Tonga comes out. And says, congratulations, you win, but you have one blemish, and that blemish is me. Ah. So I deserve a fucking title how shot. About, how about that storyline? So now we're, now Tama Tonga probably wants to fight for that briefcase. You know? So a lot of interesting things now in New Japan pro wrestling. You got the G, the, the Super Juniors coming up. The, t- the World Tag League is coming up. Um, and then all of a sudden, by the time you blink, it's fucking rest. It's Wrestle Kingdom in January, mm-hmm. which uh, I I've been taking off from work now yearly to watch because I I don't want to go to work at five o'clock in the morning and miss this <laughs> right because I watch it live. Um, but uh, it was the match was fantastic. Um, it is up on the internet. Spoiler alert! But yeah. uh, it was fucking it was dope, and I'm excited for Shingo and Okada. You know, I think um, Okada's got something to prove now. Like Jay said, he was dormant, and it's going to be a thing where uh, it's either he comes back hard with the title, or he's he he's a uh, transitional champion. Yeah, where he'll win the title, or he'll lose the match to Shingo, and Cody Bushi wins the title, gets title back. So we'll see what happens, you know. But you need to watch the matches; really good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I definitely want to check that out. And more, like I said, even the other uh, pay per view that was today, which you gave a glowing review. Yes, I, I, I told the boys I was gonna watch Crown Jewel because I, again, I really didn't want to get off my couch today. I honestly, I think you said you would. Tor- I think you said. I'm paraphrasing. You were, you're gonna torture yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna torture myself and watch Crown Jewel because it was. I was home and it was on. Um. So. I did. I had a. I had a. I had on and in double A posted the, the the thread for the. He 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 posts a thread for the big pay per views on, on on social media on Facebook. So I wrote, "Great, the Usos. I hate title. I hate champions fighting on the pre show. I hate title matches. But it was a non title. The Usos fought um, uh, who they? Um, uh, the the hurt the hurt business. the hurt the hurt club the hurt, hurt business. Monster. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we'll go over the results right now. Uh. But I enjoyed. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, couple things I didn't like, and I'll get into that in a second. I I tell you what though, I did. I I felt bad for the women. I guess I should. I'll get into it when we get into. We will. Uh, all right. So the the, the, the pre show was the Usos versus the Hurt Business. Um, you know it was it was good. Um, there was a hot. There was a they they were getting beat. Jimmy gets the hot tag. Cedric beats on works up against Cedric Alexander, who's by the way awesome. I love mm-hmm. Cedric. He, I, I, Yo, I'm, I'm so glad they put him back together. Yeah, they needed to. And Cedric, I remember him from Ring of Honor. Me, me and Hammer loved him. Um, so after a little burst of offense, Shelton Benjamin Alexander get the upper hand again. Little interference from Jay keeps the match alive. The Usos make a quick comeback, and then Jay scores the win with an Uso splash to, De- to Alexander. So, um, I mean. The Usos became babyfaces by default, and I'll tell you why. Really? The fucking crowd was hot, Jay. I was so impressed with the Saudi crowd. Like, they they knew who their wrestlers were. They 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 chanted. They fucking had signs. They huh. This wasn't like, oh, my God, what are these people doing here? What are these Americans yeah. doing here? It wasn't they, like, like they, or they, you know, like they're sitting quiet. It wasn't like, like, it wasn't like in Korea, you know? Yeah. So it was they were rooting for the Usos. 
crazy. So, and then, of course, it opens with the Hell in a Cell with Edge and Seth Rollins. This was a good story, man. Mm-hmm. This was a really, really good story. I, lo- I love the promos. Lead. I actually watched the promos uh, on, uh, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you, you have Edge and Seth Rollins fight Hell in a Cell. I mean, it took a few minutes for the cage to lower. So, like Jay said, they played all the promos and stuff like that. The match was really, really good. Um, Edge wins. You know, he does the, uh, That's, the, the I, chair. To I, I kind of like that little gimmick thing. But now, we're like, at some point, like, if you're WWE or a chair manufacturer, you notice that there's a glitch or there's like there's, there's like a defect in your chairs. Why would you make that little piece come off so easily? That's probably gimmicked. Oh, it's definitely gimmicked, but I'm just, oh. you know, I'm just ribbing on the square. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was, I was like, what the fuck, man? You, know, you, yeah. you didn't know it was a gimmick? Definitely. Wait, wrestling's fake? No. <laughs> no. Wait, wrestling's scripted? Don't break the kayfabe, man. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? But it was good, man, and it finishes the feud. What's next for Edge? I don't know. Seth Rollins has the world at his, at his feet. He has a great gimmick. He can... You know, Seth can work. He always worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. Another good wrestler that they that they finally invested more time in. And Edge is making this fucking this second comeback from his career. And it, and you know what's next for him? I you know like you said this this is something where you know you 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 got these matches, but although I think you just moved Finn Balor, right? Finn Balor's on Raw now, I believe. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, and then Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor. I mean, we we you know, so Mansoor wins. Obviously, we knew he was going to win. Um, I'm glad to see Mustafa Ali out in. Like this dude is really really talented. Um, you know, it's he's just he it's, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's only a few. There's a finite amount of spots available per se. Yeah, so he gets the win. And then Ali attacks uh, Mansoor after the match, and then this uh, mass man comes out, and like the in a in the in the the garb, the uh, Arabic garb with the head get the head gear and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out it was Tareg Hamidi, which is he was the Olympic silver medalist for karate, yeah. who's from Saudi Arabia, and legitimately kicked Ali in the head and knocked him out. So that was fun. Um, I didn't know who he was, so I didn't watch the I didn't watch the Olympics. I don't follow martial arts. Eric Martin though was was posting about that guy. He's a big martial arts guy. He actually practices too, I think. Oh shit! So the crowd though loved it. The crowd shit up, man. Uh, at this point, I took a shower. I was uh, just needed to get up off the couch. I was just miserable. Uh, and while I was in the shower, I had the door open. I was shaving my head and I was watching RK Bro defend the uh, Raw titles against tag titles against. AJ and Edward James almost. That's a perfect time to go during this match. Yeah. Um, the match wasn't terrible. Um, the champs did win. I, I They got to do something with AJ Styles because almost is fucking terrible. Almost weighing them down. Yeah. This almost is, not, almost yeah. is uh, or Amas, almost is almost weighing him down. He's almost taking AJ's career from him inadvertently. Yeah. I'm sure AJ's happy with the workload because he doesn't have to work hard all the time because he's in a tag team, but still. You get you you you're a little old in the not old in the tooth, but you're getting to that point where in your career where you have to make some moves. Yeah, you know. But it was good. I enjoyed that, you know. And I I I I like RK Bro until Randy does one of his bipolar turns. It's gonna happen. Yeah, 
Although I wouldn't mind seeing a little riddle. I, I don't know how a riddle, you get a riddle turn. You mean? Yeah, a little I'm riddle not turn. mad at that. He's he's such a good talent. How do you how do you get him to be a heel? Is is the is the question? But I wouldn't mind seeing it. That's different. That would be a little uh, that'd be a little different to me. A little yeah. swervy. Yeah. Your next match was for the Queen of the Ring, uh, Queens his own Zelina Vega. She's from Queens. I didn't know that until today. Def- uh, against Dewdrop, um, who's my who's my all the way live, who just got married. Oh yeah, yeah, she's thick. I like that. But Zelina Vega did win um, with the code red. By the way, ain't that something? Hit the code red on the big girl. So so uh, Mrs. Alistair Black is the new queen of WWE. Queen Zelina, Queen Vega. All right. Um, then it was Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, probably the worst match of the of the card. And I anticipated it being bad because Goldberg is in it. And I don't like Bobby Lashley because he was also in it. Yes. Uh, but the story was good. You know, Bobby Lashley attacked Goldberg's kid. Goldberg limped the entire match. Either he had a bad hip or a bad knee. Well, or I believe he was. He got injured training, I think, again. Uh, again, he's pushing 60. And he hardly worked that bad. He, he hardly worked when he was when he was in his prime. Yeah. He knows several moves, and that's it. He's not very good. He's a, he's an attraction, which is great. The Saudis love him, um, so he made a ton of money today. Um, and oh, he probably got. I, I shudder to think how much he made. Yeah, and he um, actually didn't do his typical. He had Bobby Lashley beat, but he uh, decided to bring him out and you know just beat him, like put took him outside the ring, mm-hmm. tried to hit him with stairs, like you know. But he did win the match. Uh, the Hurt Business tried to come out and interfere. That backfired. Goldberg took them out. And then Goldberg used the kendo stick that they brought out on Bobby Lashley. Um, it was no holds barred. So it was like, you know, it was... You know, he speared Lashley to do a bunch of... Off the stage, through some tables. Hey now. So right. he, he did a little more than he's supposed to be doing, which was impressive, but... Again, I should have took a shower with this match instead of the fucking RK <laughs> bro and Bobby Lashley. Um, it was actually one of Goldberg's better matches. I was gonna say in recent years, correct? Yeah, because I like correct. I said, you, you you bring these guys in, and and I'm gonna ask you with the you know with the main event as well. These 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 part timers, you know, it's all right, yeah, come on in, you know, have a match, but like, it's got to be quicker than three minutes. Got to be quicker than five minutes, right? And you know, and you know my deal. If you're gonna bring a part timer and tell the good story, and they did, they told the good story, you know. So, you know, it is what it is. My phone is like going off like crazy because I forgot to put the Wi-Fi on, and now all these messages are popping up. Hey, just hockey shit because I, you know, I have it set to where my team goes, it goes off and whatever. Anyway, uh, your next match is for the King of the Ring. Uh, Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. Um, hell of a match. Good. I was disappointed. I wanted the prince to become the king. Yeah, but but you know what? It's but very fitting. Very fitting. And I and I was having a hard time. Even Hammer posted on fucking Twitter how happy he was for for for. Uh, it's very fitting that he that he wins. And and I that's one thing I did see on on uh, the websites is the even the rest of the world just just. Everywhere, across everywhere, yeah. everybody's so happy for him. Probably couldn't happen to a to a nicer guy. Yeah, Woods sure. avoided the Coupe de Grace, and then he hit the trademark flying elbow for the win. He's your new king, so um, it it was 
the 22nd King of the Ring. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Put that into perspective for a little bit, huh? And it's the first time it felt important for me anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, King of the Ring was a big deal when I was a kid. Um, when you, when you, if you were King of the Ring, you, up until 1996, if you were King of the Ring, that means you were the next guy. Or 98, I should say, because Bi- Triple H, Billy Gunn, all these guys won King of the Ring, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, all these guys that won Owen Hart, yeah. all these guys that won King of the Ring substantially uh, got pushes. Yokozuna, I believe, was king. Mabel was king. Rest in peace. They, yeah. But they got pushes, right? Um, Haku was king. That's right, King Haku. I yeah. forgot about that. Uh, Jim Duggan was king, but keep Jim Duggan in your prayers. He had emergency surgery yesterday. Yeah. His wife posted on Twitter, so he's in, he's in, he's on the bend. He's on the mend, as Jake the Snake Roberts said in his in his social media post about Jim. Um, this is the time where all your all your old uh, guys are in, in not in good health, and they're older now, and yeah. they beat their bodies up for thirty five, forty years, and now that you know poor guys are suffering for it, you know. Yeah. Um, but keep Hacksaw Jim Duggan in your thoughts. Shaylin actually posted um, uh, the 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 post of the of Jim Duggan in the hospital yesterday. His wife went on his social media and posted all the shit. So your next match was for the WWE Championship: Big E against Drew McIntyre. The match was fantastic. There we go. Match is fantastic. Um, I'm not a big McIntyre guy. You guys all know that, but he worked his ass off. Big E. Deserves every single thing he's doing right now. He's he's on firing on all cylinders. He's my favorite champion in WWE for in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and he's got everything. And I've been saying this since the New Day won. Like when when the New Day beat that tag team record when they when they beat Demolition for the the long the longest tag team reign. At that point, I was telling Choppy on the show, I was like, this motherfucker should turn on these guys. And become a beast. He didn't turn, but he's breaking away a little bit from the from from nonsense. And then when Kofi got his fucking break a couple of years ago, I'm like, Jesus, can they do something with, with, with Big E? Like he's there. He's he's everything. He's big, he's athletic, he's got charisma, he can actually cut a promo, and he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's an introvert, he's a nice guy, like he's a nice dude. In, apparently in real life. And then, of course, now Woods gets a fucking push as King of the Ring. So, Biggie, I'm, I'm, Jay, I'm so happy he's getting his accolades, man. I really, I well, really, I really am. It's, it's due time, man. He's, he's next, and, you know, the, the story goes that he's always wanted, I think he's been pestering the powers that be at, um, you know, in, in the E for, to, to bring back the King of the Ring, and, he wants it. He's always been a, a big champion of it. So, you know, at least f- f- for that nature in and of itself, for him to do that it is great. But it's, yeah, like you said, Kofi had his time uh, two, three years ago, and it was a great run. Um, big E's now. I, like I said, I want Big E to go all the way to WrestleMania with it. I mean, if not if not further. I'm not mad at that, man. Um, I'm not mad but, at that. It Xavier Woods. Uh, it, it's great time for him to for, for him to get it right now. If they do this right, I am so excited for Survivor Series this year because yes. now you have the brands the brands switch, the draft happened. Guys, big big names going different places now, and it's in Brooklyn this year. Like, let's fucking do it, man. 
Yeah, I'd love to go. I I gotta. I really gotta make some shit. Or <laughs> make some. Nah, we happen. could just get together, man. We should get together. Yeah, that even night. if we just watch it here, we yeah. just get together. Whatever. We'll we'll have it somewhere if it's not here. You know, we'll do it somewhere. We'll we'll get some fucking wings and we'll uh, get some pizza and we'll call it a day. Yeah. Um, but I'm not mad at that at all. Um, I'm excited for I'm I'm always survive, I'm always excited for survivors. It's the survivors area. Yes. Every 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 Thanksgiving I'll want no matter where I am I'll wind up playing the first two of them. Mm-hmm. Either I played them on my on, when I had the DVD I have on DVD or I, now that I have the network for the last couple of years. But I stream that shit in the morning when I wake up. I watch I have the parade. Got yes. my laptop. I'm fucking I love the parade. I love I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. So I I get I get football. I get wrestling. I get fucking Santa Claus in the parade. I'm like I'm good man. Um, but I'm just excited now. I'm hoping they don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, sadly, I didn't watch any of the wrestling this week at all. I didn't watch NXT. I didn't watch uh, AEW. Yeah, well, AEW was on Saturday night, obviously. Yeah, that um, I heard. The biggest thing I, I, I took from it was um, I seen Paige Van Zandt <laughs> have a selfie with, uh, with, I think it's Paige, yeah, Paige Van Zandt had a selfie with, uh, Chris Jericho. I think they signed Daniel Garcia. Um, but who's her husband? Who her husband's the MMA guy? I was just gonna say Daniel Garcia, but it's not that. Junior Dos Santos. I think it's Junior Dos Santos. Maybe it's that. Hold on. Oh, uh, my cousin. It, it it, they were in Miami, right? Saturday. Yes. My cousin Richie was ringside. He got ring. He got upgraded by Dan Lambert. Get out. He was. He, they, they, I don't know where he was, but Richie said he was there, and Richie sent me a message. He goes, yo, Dan Lambert just upgraded me. I'm like, what? He actually where I was sitting. I showed him, and he gave me a better ticket. So the first 30 seconds of, of – I, wa- I watched the first 30 seconds of uh, AEW on Saturday night, yeah. and my cousin Richie was ringside. <laughs> so, oh, shit. So, yeah, Richie had a great time. He was, he's still talking about it, too. Man. Yeah, so, it was uh... – Oh, maybe Sammy Guevara. Maybe I thought it was Jericho. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But Paige Van Zandt, I, I seen that 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 bit that photo. I was like, oh shit. So it maybe it made me look into it. But uh, yeah, same here. I, you know, Saturday Saturday night's a hard night. It is, man. The 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 story of the week though is a continuation now of Tony Khan. Oh Jesus! You know, inserting his foot in his mouth. Um, he said more shit, right? He, well, it's he, he's going back and forth now with 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 Bischoff. Like, he's he's wrongfully, completely wrongfully comparing himself to Bischoff. Like, w- once again, like you said, did you hear what Bischoff said though? Oh yeah, yeah, he went in, yeah. and, and supposedly he's going in more on Monday. And he uh, worked for them last year. Yeah, for like two episodes. Well, like you said, I mean, because it's it's constructive criticism. I, I mean, if you can't if you can't you know take it I, once again, it's like it's like we were talking about in pre production. Like there's there's no reason why you can't have like just just a meaningful conversation with anybody. I, you know, I know it's always like the joke I always say, like we just gotta have a conversation. But like, but it's kind of true, you know. And well, you that's know, why it is a joke. When when you're when, when, yeah. It's almost like an inside joke. When you say we're out to have a conversation, Jay really means yeah. we're going to have a conversation. But the way he presents it is 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 as such. That's why everybody likes the way I, I like. Like I said, I'm I'm maybe I'm a contrarian by na- by nature, but like you know, at the end of the day, here's here's the funny thing about this. Tony Khan, especially you, put yourself 
out there last week and, you know, didn't get the job done. Like, th- their numbers, right, as far as I know, their numbers weren't higher in that head-to-head, the, ha- the half hour, and it was an extra half hour. Uh, their numbers weren't um, that much better. And 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 the and SmackDown was on Fox Sports Sports One, Fox Sports Net, whatever the fuck it was on FS One. Yeah, um, you know they would they would they would push back because of the the baseball playoffs, right? And you know, so yeah, you, you so you you talked a lot of shit. All of a sudden, you it's time for you to eat some fucking humble pie a little bit and. You know, you didn't like the way it tastes. You put yourself out there. Now you're proven. Once again, I don't think that this is a work. Who knows? I mean, there's no better way to to use, you know, to use Twitter, you know, for, for, for the purpose of the product than to do this. Like, it is pro wrestling we're talking about. Um, You know, so there's a chance that this is a work. <laughs> you always gotta, you always gotta have that in the back of your head, but I don't think so. I think, I think, you know, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm. It's not a work. It's definitely, it's definitely not a work. I'm convinced now of it after what happened this past couple, last couple of days. And I mean, there's not much more to say, but just, just to remind us, dude, just fucking stay in his lane. Shut up. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for it. There's no reason for any of this. Like, there's. You're putting yourself in a position where you don't have to be. You already have the attention. You have the fans' attention. You have them going to the shows. You have them buying the merch. You have the numbers moving on the, on, on the ratings. Like, you have all these things now going for and, you. And, and actually, I, I just looked it up. Uh, I, I stand corrected. Actually, it's... And by the way, I hate this fucking term, but in the in the key demo, uh, the eighteen to forty. I love how Jay has a he, he has a computer in front of him. Yeah, but yeah, he still uses his phone to look shit up. Uh, yeah, well, it's just easy. It's just it's just comforting. This fucking guy. And uh, yeah, so it was it's it wasn't by much. It was a point three four to point three two, but but it's like it's like in the key demo. You know what I mean? It's like it's like me saying it's like well, I'm the funniest guy that my stepdaughter knows. Like so, it's true. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that. It's that idea of yeah, you're 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 folding, you're you're kind of morphing it to fit your 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 argument a little bit. Nonetheless, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact of how much fucking shit talk Tony Khan was doing. Okay, in that sense, I stand corrected. He did back it up a little bit, you know. But uh, still, if you can't take any kind of criticism or constructive criticism, or if you feel it's pot shots or whatever, but nonetheless. You know, you're wrongfully comparing yourself. He he was saying on how he goes. Well, Bischoff came down on a motorcycle, you know, in '97, I think it was, uh, for Slamboree. Remember when he when he when he challenged Vince McMahon? Yeah. And Bischoff has gone on record and, and said that Hogan, Nash, and maybe somebody else told Bischoff, "Yo, you better slow your roll because Vince McMahon will come here and kick you." Yes, yeah. and 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 Bischoff said he goes. I was fully prepared to get my ass kicked. Right, you know, you're talking about a, 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 a at that point a millionaire fucking uh, wrestling promoter who was had the hottest company in the world. A still does, and B has been a gym rat for the last thirty five years. Yeah. At seventy two years old, he's still in the fucking gym. Bag. Yeah. 
clanging and banging, as they say. Yeah. But um, like it's it's funny, you know, and I think that's where Bischoff is coming coming from of that idea of going, you don't know what you don't know, you can awaken this monster. And and Tony Khan's right. Competition is gonna fuel perfect uh, uh, really good creativity. I, 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 I But there is no competition. There's still no competition though. I at least here, like just like you said, stay on one side, you stay on the other side. Stay in your fucking lean, dog. Yeah. Stay you know. in your fucking lean. Nonetheless, though, it is it, it it's it's still SmackDown's getting good. I'm excited. Once once you gave me the glowing review of uh, you know, Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel, couldn't think of it. Thank you. Uh, I was like, ah, shit, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I'm actually gonna have some time this weekend. So yeah, definitely watch. it. I want your opinion. I want you to text me after you watch it. Um, but yeah, I again, it's just. I'm excited now for once you see Crown Jewel, I guarantee you'll be excited for Survivor Series. Yeah, I was. Well, it's, it's that time of season now. I'm, you know, yeah, listen, I'm, 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 I'm up. I'm always optimistic about about pro wrestling, and I get excited when the season change because there's always something to look forward to, right? Yep. But this is my season, man. This is autumn, fall. This is fucking hockey, basketball, baseball playoffs, World Series, and and Survivor Series. Yes. And Thanksgiving. Turkey, the, I you know the the year can end at the the Friday after Thanksgiving. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I wouldn't even care about Christmas. Um, but that's I really shouldn't say that. Cause I like I like Christmas too. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Because uh, one more thing. I have one more thing. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Can we? Jim Cornette called Minoru Suzuki shit. Oh, his, I didn't catch that. He said his work is shit. And I was like, because he watched the match with Danielson, and uh, he said he's he's shit. He respects his m- mixed martial arts uh, history. He respects the guy himself, but he thought his work was shit. I said, "What the fuck?" I watched the match. I finally watched the match. I have, yeah. Jay, it was it was match of the year. Yeah, it was match of the year. I was. Beyond stoked. Rob kept telling me I was in the hospital. We were visiting Lane. He's like, you watch the match yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> he goes, what are you fucking waiting for? I'm like, I'll do when I get home. And I watched it, and then when I watched it, I posted. Well, I think he just got announced for Bloodsport. Yeah. Suzuki against yeah. Dickinson. Yeah. Who like, can't? the Suzuki tour, he has to, at some point, please show up on... WWE TV. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> just, I mean, don't even just, tell him. Don't come, even tell him. Come walk on, out. Sit ringside. Come unannounced. Yeah, yeah. walk out. Do I get ECW invasion? Yeah, you know Nakamura's going to sell for you. You know, as soon as he sees you walk in, he's going to sell. You know, so fucking do it. Just sh- walk out or, or sit in the front row. At I'm least not ma- I'm not, I'm not mad at that, partner. I'm not yeah. mad at that at all. Gotta get on there. Jim Cornette, I don't know what the fuck you're smoking. No, you don't did. know, man. Listen. Fucking Suzuki will go to Kentucky or wherever the fuck he's at. <laughs> he'll go there. Castle Cornet. <laughs> Castle Cornet. He'll, sh- he'll shake that. He'll huff and puff and blow that place down. It's fucking Suzuki. Did you see what Suzuki did to Chris Dickinson? Did I mention that last week? What? So he fought Joey Janela? Yes. Did I say that? Okay, I did mention he told me yeah. to fuck himself. Yeah. I-, I don't speak English, but fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, that's, ah. the, that's, that's good. Listen, that dude is all man. Oh, yeah. He's all man. And at fifty fucking something years old, he's still banging That's, people out. It's Cornet, Cornet. I'm Yo, telling you, Danielson. He Danielson. Let me tell you something, man. I always liked Dan, Brian Danielson. Always did. Even Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. I don't give a shit. I always liked him. Um, he came 
he came correct. Uh huh. Because I think him and Suzuki, that mentioned they, they they fought already. They had fought like in two thousand four or five or something like that. But now you're like, dude. Was it zero one? Was it zero one or? I don't even know. Maybe zero one. Maybe Ring of Honor. I'm not sure. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm always wrong because I don't I don't look it up. I should look it up before. But I'm just doing this on the spur of the moment. But you gotta like. How do you not like that, man? That was fantastic. Jay, you yeah. have to watch this yeah, match. Gotta, it was so good. You have homework this weekend, bro. I got homework. Well, I finally got time. That's that's the You got some homework. Time. Yeah, I know, I know, dude. I know, I know. I wish you had more time to Me fuck too. around. So, anything else before we go to break? Nah, that's it. All right, let's take a quick break. Yeah, we got, a re- we got a real fucking... We got a real bond burner for yeah, you. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> it's Phil, it's Jay, it's Thermical Throwbacks. We're live on the rant uh, to tape. Sneaky rant. Sneaky rant. And, of course, we're always proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Ten-year anniversary coming up in a couple weeks. And Dark Satellite Media. Jimmy. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge. Have some laughs. Because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder, because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. 
WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. This is the new F and Joe, Jerry Lynn, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy. Our blood and guts 2021 tour continues on Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, you know, we used to have Black History Month when Mega Power was on the show. Uh-huh. Now we do. Now every October we we'll do blood and guts. Blood and guts. Um, we still gonna recognize black athletes though on on, on um in February, but not every week. Yeah. Um. But anyway, <sighs> August 9th, 1997, from the corner of Swanson and Rittner in, yeah. beautiful, in beautiful South Philadelphia, um, 1400 paid. It's ECW's Born to be Wired. Yes. Um, man, I, 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 I had it written down, and I sent Jay a link for no, something else. I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. Jay's like, no, we're doing Born to Be Wired. I'm like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> this was, I've seen this. This was like, leading. In, this was the. This was the one, like you said, going into Hardcore Heaven. Yes, yes. This they, was that. Yeah. Joey Styles on the on the stick as, as always, usual. as usual, fucking fantastic. Um, if you've never been to an ECW old ECW card, you missed out. It was it was life. Yeah. Um. Everybody knows my story. I I was going there from like ninety five to like ninety nine every three months, four months, whatever it was. I did not go to this card though. Mm-hmm. Um. I it was around my birthday that year, but I was um, it was ninety seven. Um. And my old man was uh. I just lost my dog, and oh, my sure. dad. My dad just got diagnosed with um with HIV. So I was like, eh, I didn't want to do. I didn't. I was really bummed out, but I was still following. I was. I was working two jobs. I was mm-hmm. fucking. I was in, insane. But nothing, nothing compares to old ECW. Nothing. Yeah. Um. And like Jay said in pre-production, even oh, I think you said on the show, right? Even like the even the uh, even the bad shit was. It good. was. It was. There was a few things that were just bad, but it was. But it was. I and it's and it's looking back with rosy colored glasses because it was so bad it was so good. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially like you said, you know, it's it's something to do with the dingy lighting and the the crowd was just fucking al- on the fire. The crowd was always on fire, Jay. Yeah, Phil- but Philadelphia but, has the probably the best wrestling one well one of the best sets of wrestling fans on the planet. Yeah, you just you it just when their when their team wins, you just gotta fucking grease down the fucking traffic lights and yeah. you know this way then they don't climb up the fucking fucking chooches. Yeah, yeah. don't get me started. <laughs> great food, great city, terrible fucking sports fans. <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. Dude, they had a jail in the bottom of the vet yeah. for Eagle Games. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you think that's awesome. <laughs> Your so opening awesome. contest, little Guido Manataro, um, Queens' own, yeah, from the from the FBI, escorted by Tommy Rich and the the, the big Don Tommy Rich and Tracy fucking Smothers, rest in peace, versus Pablo Marquez. You guys know him better as better as El Puerto Ricano. That's what I was gonna. I was I was looking at him and I was like, right, but uh, he was from Ecuador. 
and they they call them the Puerto Rican. Ugh. It's almost like uh, you know your racist cousin, you know. Yeah. Hey, Pablo. His name is John. Yeah, yeah come here. Right? Yeah, come here, Juan. Come here, Juan. Juan. But this was the first off with the introductions. I, even the introductions. I, I forget that ring announcer's name, but he always he always did those classic introductions by them, and the crowd was just. On top of FBI, Tracy Smothers and all his... He still didn't have the full dancing gimmick, but he was <laughs> tapping into it. He was getting in there. And there's nothing better than the Don, the big Don, Tommy Rich. Somebody say something about Philly. Somebody say something about Philadelphia. You mean Steven DeAngelis was doing... Steven DeAngelis, that yeah. was his name. Okay, yeah. okay I'm sorry. And um, he... Uh, and then he, you know, Tommy Rich gets on the mic just, and they just fucking chanting at him, "You fat fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> just and Tracy's mother's dan- Tracy's mother's dancing with the "You fat fuck" chant. Oh, it's amazing! It's fantastic, it's amazing stuff. And, and like you said, instantly right there, instant smile. Like and <laughs> and you just know you're in for a good show. And it's the, always the, a good show. Great opening match. Great fucking little Guido. Just this was. Like you said, you know, at this point, you know, the luchadors have come come through. Howard beats his own, baby. Nunzio. Yeah. You guys e- know him better as Nunzio. E- ECW, you know, had the luchadors come in. Rey Mysterio, Juventud, Psychosis. WCW steals them. The um, Sicilian shooter, the extreme stud. But this was this was the the start, and especially later on, I think later on this year, Super Crazy comes through, and yeah. definitely ne- the following year, you got Yoshihiro Tajiri. Just these guys were opening. This is the definition of an opening match, and this it, th- this was pretty good. I you know yeah, uh, little Guido just carrying this match. It's great, crisp you know move move set. Yeah. Uh, he's been he's been thirty years. He did everything in the business, bro. He was a trainer. Yeah. He was a fucking he was a referee. He was he's from Howard Beach. He's a Queens guy. So I, I, I never got mad at Guido. I like Guido a lot. He's yeah. a really nice guy in real life. If you see him at a tra- at a card show or a, or a, a, event. a convention event, yeah, he's awesome. Not one of the nicest guys ever. Always always quick with a smile. Always high Hawaii. Always good with the fans. Even as a heel, you know. Uh, yeah, so he beats Pablo Marquez at six minutes and five seconds. Yeah. So. And did you notice the uh, referee, Jeff, Judge Jeff Jones? Jeff Jones, of course. Yeah. Of course. I was laughing. I was like, oh, shit, there he is. Um, anybody who knows me knows my uh, my admiration for Mikey Whipwreck. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikey, a, another guy who, to this day, he's training. He has training school. Yeah. He's Mikey Whipwreck was the underdog. He, he was the first Triple Crown ECW winner. He was a guy who set the ring up, and he used to run run the ropes, and they would ne- they would they would never let him fucking work. Till one day they let him work, and when he did work, he would he would he never even got an offensive move in, and he worked his way up, and they fucking they gave him the "woe is me" story, and he fucking ran with it, and then he be at that point he was one of the probably the pop, the most popular wrestlers on the planet. Yeah, because of that, I remember him teaming up with Public Enemy. He was getting cutting promos like you're gonna get me fucking killed. He told him, mm-hmm. "It's pretty cool." No, I like I enjoyed that a lot. Um, he fights the the late great Louis Spicoli. 
You yeah. know him as Madonna's boyfriend from AAA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luis Piccoli probably uh, as coined one of the probably the best Death Valley drivers in the business he had at one point. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away sadly. Luis Piccoli was a great fucking guy. He died at um, 27 years old, I think. Yeah. He was 28 years old. 28, 27, somewhere yeah, around there. He was a Cali guy, um, I believe. Yes. And he, like I said, he wrestled in Mexico. He was Rad Radford, if you remember that shit. I was going to say Rad Radford. Right. Um, And, you know, he was, uh, that was his gimmick. He only had, a, he only had like a 10-year career, too. I loved, loved this match. Match is fun. I love this match. Spicoli coming out overconfident, um, pushing around Mikey Whiprack, and then all of a sudden Mikey gets a little gets a little hope. You know, Spicoli takes it away again, and uh, inst- you know starts coming out of the way. But then Mikey rolls out of the way, and and then he throws these just wicked drop kicks on on uh, Louis Spicoli, and um, you know, then out of nowhere, he kind of just hits him with the with the, it was all the top rope, right? The Frankenstein or the Frank, the, yep. hur, the Hurricane Mikey, Franken Mikey, the Franken Mikey, the Franken Mikey, and just gets him for a quick win. And you know, one thing about ECW, like you said, you know, yeah, garbage wrestling and all this stuff. We you know we were saying about FMW last week, you know, but old school guys were saying that about ECW. They. they they told some great fucking stories inside the ring, and this this was one of them. With the idea of getting Mikey Whipwreck over, yeah. What the, what's cool about ECW is the mid card matches, even if they didn't have a storyline behind them, were always good because they were building something else with these guys and put them up against somebody who was coming in. So this was having to be Louis Piccoli coming in. He was a uh, a Raven guy, mm-hmm. part of Raven's flock, dressed like Tommy Dreamer too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was that was done on purpose. Yeah, get piss off, dreaming. But this was a good match. Um, another six minute, seven minute match, almost seven minutes, six fifty six. The next match. Now, we all know my love, my my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. I think I almost sold you with this. You were just like, I because you like, yo, what else is on the card? And I, and I threw out Bam Bam versus Spike Dudley right away. You're like, oh yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, Scott. Charles Bam Bam Bigelow, um, the beast from the east, from Asbury Park, New Jersey, 367 pounds, over the biggest athletic man on the planet. Of course, he fights little Spike Dudley, who's the runt of the litter of the Dudley boys. But Spike can go. Spike yes. was the Spike was the new Mikey Whipwreck. Yes. Ironically, he had to follow up Mikey Whipwreck, but um, they these two have history. Bam Bam. At one point, even on house shows, was throwing Spike into the third row of all their matches. So Spike was pissed off, and he was Spike Dudley kept fighting Bam Bam Bigelow until he beat him. Mm-hmm. And basically, and it was, and it was like it. it this was a good match. I, I once again, I think this is where my nostalgia comes in because Bam Bam won is just. I mean, I you don't want to say underrated. Because... Well, Bam Bam's the muscle right now for the triple threat. Yes, along with Chris Candido and the franchise. And Shane the Douglas. triple threat was a full fight in a row. Yeah, they the were way. almost. They you don't want to call them. You don't want to say that they were NWO, but they no. were. But they were super heels. Yeah, like they weren't taking. They you know they weren't trying to take over, but they were beating everybody. Can up. you name all the incarnations of the triple threat? Ooh, including WCW. No. 
Okay. Just ECW. Just ECW? That don't count. I count it. Triad. Scott Bam Bam. No, 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 no. ECW. The all the incarnations. No, I can't. I was I was just gonna say Candido, Bam Bam, and and uh, Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas. Chris Benoit, D. Malenko. Don't remember that. That was the original triple the threat. The original triple threat. Uh Brian Lee was in the triple threat for a little while. Oh shit. Fake Undertaker. And the Fake so, Taker. Fake Taker and Lance Storm. Oh, Lance Storm I didn't know actually. Who's who's fighting in this card. He's yeah. new. He's new. Um but yeah, so like I said, Spike. This was a story. Spike would not, would not stop fighting Bam Bam until yep. he beat him. And it was, and even with, you know, he hit him with the the nut shot. That's what you know. And then he hit him with the victory roll, which was, you know, almost Bret Hart, you know, reminiscent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, but it it was, it was good. Like you said, on paper, Spike Dudley matched up with with uh Bam Bam doesn't work, but. They made it work. Bam Bam can make that work. He was oh, he always shined very well in those types of matches, especially like you said, likes against Bret Hart, you know, uh, Taz. Like he was always good to work with guys that was that was smaller than him. This next match is fucking. I I love this next. Match. I I love Candido. Um, yeah, so no Chris, gimmicks needed. No gimmicks needed at all. Uh, Chris Candido in the best shape of his life, by the way. Um, fighting the rookie, Chris Chetty. So the story behind Chris Chetty is he's in real life Taz's cousin yep. and one of four people who graduated from the House of Hardcore. Yes. Right. So it was him. Um, I remember he was the only one that graduated. No, Danny Doring, Roadkill. Yes, Roadkill. Him, and I want to say somebody else. But it took, you know, Perry Saturn to stretch him out. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it was only three or four guys that, that graduated from Taz's dojo. Um, Chris Chetty was the rookie. Chris Chetty was just coming out, um, and this every every match went almost between six and seven minutes till now. Mm-hmm. This match went almost eleven minutes, Jay. Yes, and, and like you said, Candido, old school style, you know, from from the Northeast, but wrestled like from the South. That cartoon, you know, heel type thing. I lo- I always loved it. I always loved it. And Chetty was good. I I, I mean, for what he was, you know, he he was fresh out of school, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the rookie baby face. Yep, hundred percent. I loved him with Nova, even though Nova's a douche. Nova. Um, oh, and when Chetty had the boa and the fucking yeah, and the disco inferno gimmick kind of oh, yeah. soda. I loved it. He actually, you know, you know what his music was? No, uh, Perry Mason. Uh, by Ozzy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they, um, but yeah, like I said, you know, Candido at the end, you know, stops him and 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 he brings him down with a superplex, and then uh, and uh, what did he hit him with a with with a power bomb, and then he was he was uh making fun of Taz, <laughs> and then uh, he did the underhook suplex. Uh, was the, uh, is it the underhook? Was it what's it called? The fisherman suplex. The fisherman suplex. Yeah. I was gonna call it perfect plex too, but same thing. Yeah, same thing. But uh, Candido getting a uh, how many matches can we honestly say we've seen Chris Candido win? Like they, I, I would that was the first thing I thought of. You know what I mean? Like, like the only one I can really like think of is like when he when he fought uh, Lance Storm. But like, you know, Candido cheated. I think that was when uh, Sonny came out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah some. But I, I remember like saying like Chris Candido with the win. I'm like, oh, how many times have I ever said that? Yeah, 
I don't. It was. I think that was done by design, though, because he was so good. Yeah. He won a lot of tag team matches, though. Yeah. More than singles matches. So. Um. So your next match for the ECW Television Championship. Um. Taz is my favorite ECW performer of all time. This is, you know, you could look at the picture to the left of Jay, mm-hmm. and that tells you why. Um, one of the, and that's why Choppy bought that for me because he knows I love Taz. Um, Taz and I went to the same high school, ten years apart. Brother, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. I'm gonna choke you out, brother. Yeah. Anyway, still love Taz. Uh, fighting Al Snow, who's a newcomer to ECW. Yeah. Came and he was just coming off his uh, new Rockers gimmick as Leave Cassidy. Yeah. Um, Al Snow. I mean, we didn't know much about him then. But we know a lot about him now, and Al Snow was one of the best before under under you underutilized performers in the game. Um, he Al Snow actually winds up getting title matches after this against yes. Shane Douglas with the whole head thing. And I was at the arena when they threw the fucking styrofoam heads into the ring. Yeah, I was at that card when he fought Shane Douglas for the title. Um, but now he's just a, he's, and he cuts a promo. Fuck you guys. I'm not Leaf Cassidy and da 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 and Shinobi. Yeah, so now it's, guess what? He gets to fight the angriest man in professional wrestling. Yeah. The human suplex machine himself, Taz. Um, and and did not disappoint. Yeah. Did not disappoint this match. It was really, really good. And especially these two guys, um, you know, Al Snow. Obviously, we know about Taz's MMA, you know. He has second damn in judo. Yeah. Empire State's champion. But... But but Al Snow's no fucking slouch in and of himself. Al Snow is running over Ohio Valley now. Yeah, but he but he trained. I think didn't he walk out to the ring with Dan Severn in like the first UFC or some shit? I think so. Yeah. And uh, he was um, he's no slouch with that either. But this was a great match. I I I really kind of you know this was done to get Taz over. It Taz won in you know I don't want to say decisively, but it was. Great match. They had some great, um, you know, they had like a little like, you know, wrestling around a little bit, almost like look like a shoot type stuff and uh, amateur wrestling. I really enjoyed that. But, you know, Taz was, you know, he was booked as a monster, you know, regardless of his stature and all that stuff. Taz was fucking unbeatable. He w- and he made you believe, believe it. it. Of course, he. You would listen to him cut a promo, and you would just like that is the toughest son of a bitch I've ever seen. And he would call everybody out. Yeah, no matter what promotion, called out Flair, called out Hogan, called out Sting, called out Stone Austin, Austin. He called out Sabu for a year. Yeah, but uh, you know, but like I said, you know, Al Snow at the end. You know, he tries to suplex Taz, but when he, he, he gets up, you know, when Taz, and not that he no-sold it, but, like, he gets up pretty quick, and then he just locks him in with the... The Katahachime. Yeah, I could always, I never say that word. The Taz mission. You can the Taz, Taz mission. The Katahachime. But, yeah. uh, you know, the crowd was really into Taz. Like, there's just... Oh, my God. They were just really into him. Even heel Taz, like, yeah, he, he was, especially here in, in this. In, in like the, I said, Taz, and for, for that matter, too, like, you know, it was decisively in his, but, you know, Taz sold more more so than, you know, sometimes Taz really ever did, <laughs> you know, in my opinion. But uh, I loved it. I loved that match, you know, so. Yeah. 
Um, your next match was a six-man tag team match. Um, and it was the Dudleys, <laughs> Big Dick, yeah. Devon, and Bubba Ray. And then Sign Guy with Joel, put your lipstick yeah, on, on my, my dipstick, Gertner, oh. friend of the show. Um, uh, Joel's a great guy. We love Joel. We gotta have him on the show. We keep saying that, but if yeah. our, our schedule, I would just love to have. I'd like, like, cause he's yeah, he's you know, he wants to come on the he's show. A fascinating guy. He's too, a real right? yeah. He's a really good guy. Um, and against Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney, and the Shah Hack Myers. Dream Shah. So a lot of dead people in this match. Yeah. Uh, the uh the big dick is dead. Um, Axel's I think isn't Axel Rotten dead? Axel Balls. Axel Balls and Hack Myers yeah. have passed away. So this was a you know pretty bummed out. Uh, but this was a wild. This went twelve minutes exactly. This was pretty wild. Yeah, and and, and like I said, this is this is kind of old school ECW. This is like what you would think of, you know, kind of craziness. There's no rules essentially, um, but I enjoyed it. I I like I said, Big Dick Dudley. Um, you know, he kind of lumbers around the ring a little bit, you know, but. Uh, I just love me some Dudley Boys. I know, I know, you're not a huge fan of. Uh, I'm of, not. Of I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of Dudleys. Um, I, I love the Dudleys. I, I, a lot of people do. I respect the accolades. I respect their work. I just, you know, uh, Devon's a nice guy in real life. Yeah. Um, we. I, I just told you my love for Joel Gertner. We, you know, him, Choppy, and I have uh, hung out with him a few times. He's just a good, uh, you know, at the conventions and shit. Um, just not a fan of Bubba, not uh-huh. a fan of, it. and I, and I love how when the Tommy Dreamer shit happened a couple of weeks ago, um, he stays fucking silent on busted open while the Greca just tears up Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. And like that, cause that's his boy and he agrees with Tommy Dreamer, but he wanted to keep his fucking job and say anything. Well, the Greca's tearing him up in the sense of what he said or. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Oh, me too. I fucking hate me that. Me too. And, and and I'd love to hear what Tony Z has to say about that. Yeah, they're they're all well. He's he's a, you know, Dave Lagreca is a he's a he's a he's a part of the team. He's been on the Wizards a few times. Yeah, it's good. That's dude. what I mean. Oh, he's a great. He's a great no, one. We, when we, we met, we him. love Dave. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. But um, I mean, you know, I and I know he listens to the podcast. So I, I mean, he listens point, to all the podcasts. At I one think. point, do you do you and listen? I, I'm not I'm not trying to bury you or talk shit at, at all. But you know. Dreamer, you know, he said something. He apologized for it. I mean, obviously, it's the, cu- it's the culture, Jay. It's like, yeah. you know, it's it's it. You know, I just don't like that piling on. You know, no, he's already down, right? Pick, and you know, you, you got to pick your spots. I think just because he worked for them, yeah. And I felt like Dave was almost obligated to say something. The problem was though, I this is where I wanted Bubba Ray to say, "Build bully Bubba, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Mark Lamonica." Uh, whatever, whatever you want. This this was the time I wanted him to say something mm-hmm. that I agreed with him about. Cause I don't I don't disagree with him all the time, just most of the time. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted him to de- fucking defend Dreamer, but he didn't, and it pissed me off. Cause I knew he wanted to, and I knew he felt the same way. Cause that's his boy, you know. Uh, but w- w- whatever, man. Yeah. Anyway, but, but back to the match. I mean, listen, these guys, and and this was this was like kind of. Like a little bit of a Donnybrook, a little Pier Sixer. A little bit. You know, and uh, I enjoyed it. Dudley's get the win, you know. And, you know, you, you got to say, uh, you, you you know, 
obviously this is the generations talking, but you know how the Doomsday Device was exactly that. The Dudley Death Drop was as effective as the as the Doomsday Device in the sense of you knew it was over. Like these guys protected that move. I hated when they go to when they went to the E and they kind of you know they kind of softened it a little bit. In in ECW, it was a fucking neckbreaker. If they hit that move on you, you were breaking. Well, it was necks. like Demolition's finisher too. Yeah, you you know, Smash fucking put the guy over. Um, Axe put the guy over his fucking yeah. knee. Yeah, and Smash came over, came off the second turnbuckle with the elbow. You know, but this was this was, you know, I I I love them. Like I said, once again, that's that's where my mind goes with ECW. That that. Pier six fucking brawl type stuff, you know, to quote the great Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> so I I loved it. I like I said, anytime, especially Balls Mahoney, I think he doesn't get enough credit sometimes. He was real when he was in his prime, he was really good. Like it's very entertaining. The crowd was always into him. You knew you know, obviously knowing now what we know about fucking concussions, eh, maybe we would dial back a little bit, but it, this was the culture. That was the culture of the time, you know. And it's chairs were swinging and and and, and all that stuff. So, uh, next match, I think, because I I got my matches are out of order. No, you got them. The next match was Rob Van Dam versus against, Tommy Dreamer. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Um, I who stops Rob Van Dam at this point? Tommy Dreamer was a was a fucking was a stepping stone to everybody in ECW. Yeah, and on purpose. Come to find out, that's what the way Tommy wanted it to be. Yeah. They wanted to book him as a champion. Tommy's like, no, I'll put this guy over. And Tommy built a career uh, on putting guys over, you know, mm-hmm. especially Raven. He didn't, Raven beat him for three years. Yep. Loved been, it. Yeah. And that's what, and that's, but because, but it's, it's easy storytelling. The baby face should always chase. Because what happens when you get there? And this being no different, uh, Rob Van Dam has aligned himself with Sabu at this point, and, and of course, the great Bill Alfonso. Yes. Who cuts it right down the middle. Yep. Um, so Van Dam is probably the best wrestler on their roster right now in terms of skill and terms. Absolutely. Right. If if that's safe to say. Yeah. It's outside of Taz. Like you talk, talk about like most athletic. I mean, Taz is probably the best technical wrestler. Van Dam is probably the best all around athlete. And he bit. and he's not even he's probably not even untapped the other Forty percent. This is a year before that his, he gets. This is the, the year before his monumental television like, championship he's, run. He's he's head and head, like you know he's they, he's level with everybody else in in the organization. It's not until the following year where he goes head and shoulders above everybody else. Right. Uh, this match went almost ten minutes. It was you know, and of course the beautiful Beulah McGillicuddy at ringside, gorgeous. Yeah, she's which by the way they're still married. I did, I did check. They are still married. Still I, th- married. I thought he had a girlfriend at one point. Maybe uh, they were separated. Maybe because I know he mentioned. I know there's um someone at the one of the indie shows took a picture with with, with them three. And I don't know. Anyway, anyway, they uh. But you know, RVD, like you said, he's you know just just tapping into it, and he could see it, and uh, you know he. Alfonso, first off, always, always, always gets involved. But uh, was this before or after they had the bloodbath with Beulah and and? This Bill was Alfonso? this was right around that time. Yeah, the match he had, you mean with, with Fonzie? Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah that yeah. saved his job. You know, yep, like that, that, that famous story. Yep. 
Um, Buell was like, I'm not a wrestler. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And, uh, you know, Dreamer with a, with a frog splash of his own that, you know, looked nothing like it, but the crowd fucking went crazy They loved it. it. Tommy Dreamer was a closet good wrestler. Yeah. And when he came up, he had to look. Remember, he did what they wanted to make him one of the American males. Yeah. American males. Amer- Turnbuckle time. Yeah. <laughs> Turnbuckle time. Should I play it for a second? Oh, uh, yeah. Where is it? 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 There it is. Turnbuckle time. Okay. That's amazing. Matt Squires. But uh yeah, so like I said, at the at the end, uh, you know, Sabu runs down with a garbage can. To, uh, he's getting ready for his title match. Yeah. He's getting ready for his Bob Wyatt, no ropes Bob Wyatt match. This is Onita Onita ish. And yeah. he uh you know but all of a sudden he you know, he kicks the can into Tommy Dreamer's face and uh Rob Van Dam with the with the win. You know, that's the one thing about ECW, you know, there's lackadaisical rules and, you know, interference, you know, weapons, whatever. But this was, once again, this was, this was the time and they had the old school matches and the old school wrestling matches, but they also had this stuff where the crowd, looking back on it now, there is no sustainability with this company. This, you know, it went. It almost went like it was supposed to. Like it was supposed to come in and leave like it did. I always say this about like, you know, Nirvana's the Nirvana's the wrong example. But how people like hold Kurt Cobain, you know, as such like a revolutionary and a, a hero to, you know, in, in some ways. But if he didn't die the way he did or he didn't die so young, like, would we be saying the same thing about him? This is how I feel about Owen Hart. Yeah. I Again, guy was good. Very good. But when he dies, he's he's a god. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't see him like that in his prime. I didn't. Yeah. I saw him as a really good fucking wrestler. I saw him as an IC champion or a U.S. champion. Well, that's, that's... And he was a tag team champion. I didn't see him as a world champion. I'm sorry. Maybe in Calgary. You know, maybe in Stampede Wrestling, if they revamped that, even even like a like a I, listen, I love this band, but like Leonard Skinner for another example, like they they hit it really big after they died, <laughs> like you know, and how much, all the that, time. Yeah, Queen, how much of that? Yeah, how much of that? Same yeah. thing, like Queen. a lot. Of, it happens in music all the fucking time. Like these guys, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix had one album or two albums. Hendrix had. Ooh, are you experienced? No, he had, and then he had the funky album at the end. That was it. He had, I think it was like three or four albums. Somewhere, somewhere, give, give or take. Yeah. But not, the catalog wasn't big. Janice, no. too. Janice, yeah. too. The Doors, they were just getting big. Yeah. You know, all these guys, and he all died the same age, but, you know, Kurt Cobain, same thing. But like you said, you know, to me, you know, and that's what, like, it's it's funny about this, you know, looking back on ECW, you just go, ah, this, there's no way this would have lasted. It's great to see, and I remember being a kid watching it. This was the greatest thing ever, but then, but then what? You know, where do you go? And and that's you know the problem that they felt. You know, um, still love it. Still have still have no um, no no bad things to say about ECW. No. So the triad, the the 
I was the triple threat comes down. Uh, Douglas, Bigelow, and Candido, and they try to destroy uh, Dreamer, RVD, and Sabu. Which, like you said, that was the thing what I was trying to say about like NWO. Like, obviously, RVD and Sabu were kind of heels. They're the cool heels, right? But the problem, the problem with Shane Douglas was he wants all the titles. Yeah, and these guys are getting title shots and. They're getting the hype, and they're not. Shane Douglas always put himself in that situation. what's amazing is New Jack's music hits. That's it. And you just know what you're in for it, and I love it. That's it. So, you know, they come down, and then uh, the Eliminators come down to help out, and, you know. (laughs) My favorite ECW tag team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eliminators. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So then we go on to the whole match, the whole reason why we're here. So Terry Funk had just defeated. Um, he won the uh, the three way dance at the Bailey Legal. Yeah, for the World Heavyweight Championship. He used to come out to Desperado, but he yes. Um, and now it's two months later, and ECW is on a, on a buzz, and he's defending the title against his nemesis, Sabu, mm-hmm. with Bill Alfonso. And of course, this 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 feud goes back to Japan in FMW, where. Terry Funk fought them all. He fought yeah. Anita, he fought Sabu, fought McFoley, fought a, you know Mr. Gonske, all those cats. Um, in a no rope, barbed wire match. Yes. And did you notice right away <clears throat> they had a close up of one of the guys in the ring, and you looked at the bobs. Holy shit! Like, once again, I am no barbed wire expert. But they looked fucking menacing. And I, you know, and then listening to Sabu talk about it, he says that they used the wrong barbed wire in the sense of that it was thicker. Can I play you the, um, the, the, the videotape commercial? Yes. For this? I, I, that's what I always remember watching ECW was always watching the it was the slow motion of Sabu going into the fucking barbed well because you, you only because you mentioned I wasn't gonna play it but you mentioned the barbed wire yeah and now I'm gonna play this one listen to this yes So, and no truer words were said because it really was gruesome. There was one part in the match that you know they 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 play it like a real match. You know they they you know faking going into it. They're gonna throw me in. Oh, thank God you didn't get me in. And then finally Sabu's the first one to go in. Excuse me. And he blades, you know, he blades pretty hard. And I can't tell if he's using <laughs> using a razor blade or if he's using the bob from the barbed wire. But um, there was one part where they they Terry Funk throws Sabu into into the 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 barbed wire on the left side. Yeah, that's what that's what the, the commercial showed. And it's his arm gets stuck. Yes, 
And I remember, like, my mother's friend, she just passed away recently. God, you know, rest her soul. I remember she used to, you know, give me shit about wrestling all the time, too. But, like, you know, just saying, ah, it's fake, blah, blah, You know blah, it's blah. fake, right? Yeah. yeah, whatever. Shut up. And I would, and I remember, like, having this video and going, explain this. And you could see, this is before he gigs his whole fucking arm on his bicep. He goes into the, and then when he goes forward, like, I guess on the, the rever- reverberation, I don't know how else you want to fucking call it. His, you could see his bicep being pulled by the ball. So it was yeah. almost like they went in and turned sideways. Yeah. And fucking just like the, and, the, the idea that these guys would do this is is one thing. Like we were talking about it last week with Onita and FMW. You know, this is clearly where they got it from. You know, it was it was amazing to think that Terry Funk one is fifty, fifty three or fifty four. I'm point. just an old man. You know, uh, Sabu, middle aged and crazy. <laughs> Sabu just unbelievable. Like Sabu to me is arguably the most under under utilized underrated performer we've ever seen. Sabu was never one of my favorites, right? The the thing I the problem I had the only problem I had with Sabu was that I felt he tried too hard. Like he'd throw you an Arabian face masher with the chair. I get it. Okay. Do you need three of them? No. He yeah. would he would set a table up. If the table wasn't gimmicked, he would fucking he would try to put you through until it broke. Yeah. Like, you would... It was just overselling it, like... But when you watch him in, in your light, in that light, I should say, because you're not the only one who feels that way, when you watch him the way, you, the way you're describing it, it, it was like an enigma. You know, and Paulie knew it. Paulie had that. And so at one point he had caught Blanche, and he really wasn't a good, good person... A yeah. good, a good uh, employee. Yes, you know, and the problem was, Paulie made it public. Yeah. So when Paulie went public with it, it kind of turned the fans a little bit. Like, all right, he's, he he went to Japan instead. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. He's not going to show up. Fuck him. He went to Raw. Fuck him. Yeah. Went w, Fuck him. Right. He's doing indie shows and they're not showing up. Yeah. Like he would tell him, I can't make it, but he's doing indie shows. Fuck him. The problem was that. If I didn't get that bad taste in my mouth, maybe I would still think of him like that. But I, I, I thought, I felt there were at times where he was brilliant. This, the shit with Taz, yeah, some of his stuff with Sandman, a lot of oh, anything with McFoley, yeah, right. That's your boy. And I'm like, I, I, I get it. I. So when you say I, that, I totally. Get I, it. I think it. I think it goes. Just it speaks to, and you see him in. I, I actually, it's funny because I even thought of it today. I was listening. I just wanted to listen to his commentary about the match, and he doesn't. He he doesn't really, you know, explain it too much. He he talked about it. He goes, "We didn't really talk about anything." He says, "We just went out there, and um, you know, they talk about the spot where you know he he slices his fucking bicep open where that he super glues by the way in the back yeah yeah well actually he took 150 stitches and then he said 50 of them popped out so he just fucking super glued it anyway right. but it 
think that's, of, that's a shoot, by the way. Think about how this is happening. He's yelling to the ref, something's wrong. The ref tells Funk, um, and he's yelling at Fon. Sabu's yelling at Fonzie to get get some athletic tape because Sabu is going. Well, I'm going to finish this match and proceeds to tape it, and in the most fucking Rambo gangster way. He he doesn't have Fonzie hold the tape. He fucking holds his chin down there and he holds the tape himself. And so Funk is doing the right thing. Give him a little bit of time, but he's not making it hokey. Like it's not like Owen Hart in '97, where yeah, he's, no, where he, you know Funk's this like, is East, dude, this is ECW. You can't fool the fucking Funk's, fans. Funk's the fans like, will call you out. Funk's like, hey, listen, I gave you enough time. Watch the neck breaker. Here it comes. Yeah, he he, because Terry Funk was invested. Yeah. He was invested. Yeah. He, um, and it was to, to see that and to see that dedication to, it doesn't matter what it is, just any craft is, it's inspiring. If you really, if you right. really look at it wholeheartedly, like granted, you know, I, you know, certain people, certain fans were like, oh, he did that for fucking $200 and a hot dog. You know, it's like, okay, but. We're talking about it now, twenty-five years later, and it's the, the the that is not lost on me. Like that dedication, and that's what I took from it. And you know, right there and then, the match kind of goes off a cliff a little bit, <laughs> and a little bit to the point where I'm. I'm sorry, guys, finish for you. No, no, no. And it it was like you know, I wonder if somebody called, you know, somebody called the fucking, you know. Audible in the sense of it's like, all right, you know, maybe Sabu's hurt. Let's get him in the back, you know, and to Fonzie's credit, I don't know what was supposed to happen, but Fonzie's buying Sabu time, which instantly I thought of Terry Funk in 98 with with Foley in Hell in a Cell, where Terry Funk instantly jumped into the ring, was like, I got to give him time. I, I wonder, you know. If if Funk yelled at Fonzie, it was like, yo, get in here because, he, you know, Terry Funk wraps the barbed wire around his hand and, man, just fucking gouges Fonzie in the back. And, dude, like, Bill Alfonso is another one where it's like, wow, that that's, for him, that that's dedication. That's unbelievable dedication. Yeah, he dedicated the craft to his guys and he was a good manager. Um, But my my whole takeaway from this, I mean, obviously he wins the title. Um, which wasn't supposed to happen, right? So according to Sabu, Funk was supposed to win, but the so towards the end, Rob Van Dam comes out. They 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 wrap Funk Funk in barbed wire, put him on the table. Sabu jumps off the ring. Now there's no ropes. Sabu jumps off the apron, hits him with a, with a leg drop. Uh, Dreamer comes out, hits t- uh, Rob Van Dam with a horrible looking DDT on the floor. Um. Carries RVD to the back. Um, they get Terry Funk back up on another table. Uh, now Sabu wraps himself in barbed wire. And this is where the fucking craziness happens. He jumps onto him again, goes through the table. Somehow or another, I was trying to find it, how the the barbed wire from Funk that was wrapped around him and the barbed wire wrapped around Sabu, it gets knotted up. Now these guys are just fucking tied together with barbs. Like, it's fucking brutal. 
my my takeaway from that was his ring gear. Well, it, it, at first you could see, you know, at first you could see Sabu ripping at it, and that's that's one thing about Sabu. He would oversell to, it, to, my, to, to right. the point of, wow, did he really just get hurt? Like he was, he was that good. So I think he was trying to rip it anyway. But, but even if he didn't rip it, oh, it, it was, that was that was going to happen. Yes. So. Again, he didn't need to do it. That, yeah. That's my point. You see yeah. my point? So he went over. But I could just at the end of the match, I'm looking at the fucking gear, and I'm like, "That's just insane." Could you yeah. Because now you're more exposed to this barbed wire. Yeah. You know, it's not. This is not. That's not gimmick. That's real barbed wire. And the and the and the Funker is. You know, he's got his shirt is all ripped. It's all torn up. And it, that's like old. Said, that's old hat to him, though. That's and they and they're tied together. So they 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 somehow Fonzie helps them both into the ring. They they. They lumber into the ring, and Sabu goes for a cover. Terry Funk kicks out. Terry Funk is punching. It's 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 an amazing sight to see. Terry Funk is punching Sabu, and all of a sudden they they try. So the way Sabu tells it is he's trying to get he's trying to roll Funk over, but it's it's hurting Funk too much. Where Funk's just going fucking pin me. Fucking pin me. Right. Get me out of here. Right, right, right. And that's how Sabu won the world title. And just the 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 sight of they're all tied together, intertwined in the barbed wire. It's just it's remarkable. I, I mean that's the that's the only way to kind of put it is is I, I you know, we all have jobs. Like I don't know if I have that kind of dedication to my job. I yeah. guess. There's di- there's different kinds of dedication, I and and like you said, the art the art of it when it's when it's when pro wrestling is done right, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And this was, it was so bad, it was good because it was, it's a spectacle. It's it's what it's what uh, Foley and and Undertaker pulled off the Hell following so. year. Yeah. That 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 mastery of you're really blurring the lines. This was just a very I don't want to say watered down, but a very poorly put together version of that. So I'll I'll end it with this because it, that was very good, very well said. Because I'm, it's it was so bad it was good. If it was anybody else, and not Funk and Sabu. Are you saying the same thing? Absolutely not. Let's say it all went down the same way. The tangled up, the fucking the gimmicks. I don't think so. I think that adds to the magic. That the idea. I agree. Of, uh, the, I agree. The idea of Terry Funk being that age, um, Sabu, um, arguably in his prime. You know, he had a lot of years. Obviously, he's still. I think he's still wrestling to this day. Yeah, barely. But. Um, but I think I think, you know, at his most popular for sure. Sabu, yeah, he he, is it the same? No, because I, I think it's the idea of what Heyman's always said. He's always said that about Terry Funk. Terry Funk was the idea behind ECW, the 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 hardcore style. Of course, not not the weapons, but the the mentality, the the showing dedication. up, the dedication yeah. that in it and and maybe using that backstory is is probably painting that picture for me. But yeah, I I. I love this match um, for its brutality, for for the for the spectacle, for 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 the story. And 
like I said, I didn't know that about, um, you know, Funk was supposed to go over. He was going to lose the belt anyway um, the following month in the three-way. It was actually Sabu, Shane Douglas, and Funk, I think, at Hardcore Heaven, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, just but, you know, Terry Funk, Sabu came out with a book, I believe, last year. And it made me, it's like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to go down to Sabu hole, you know, and because... Seeing that was just, I was just amazed. I, and he I, never talked. Never talked. Now he's he curse, cursing it, like a motherfucker. Now he won't shut the fuck up. Fucking Fonzie! Yeah. Fonzie! Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking yelling for him. But, uh, yeah, never cut a promo. It's a most genius fucking, you know, character. There you have it. Yeah. Born to be wired. ECW. Go out of your way. Yeah, no, it's 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 out there. We'll post it um, on, on the interwebs tomorrow. Um... Anything else? No, that's it, pal. Let's get the hell out of here then. So next week we have the uh, the the conclusion of the Blood and Guts tour 2021. Yeah, with Jay's birthday spooktacular. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. It's Halloween Havoc, whatever one we're choosing. I don't know. I have to ask them in in in, in post production. Yeah, but um, you guys all know the social media handles. Go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash/tumbleglobacks to buy a shirt. Be a mark. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy your lives. If your parents are still alive, give them a hug and a kiss. Tell them you love them. Don't be a jerk off. Don't get arrested. Don't get the clap. All right? And uh, brush your teeth. Take care. Comb your hair. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.